What is up, dudes? It is pro wrestling dude and dudettes, yes. <laughs> For the dudettes out there, it is the Pro Wrestling Planet Podcast. It's October 26, 2022, the year of our Lord here. It's a Wednesday night, and my man, Big Vito T. You know what that means, Bran. You know what that We're means? We're here. The listeners know what that means. Everyone knows what that means. It means that we are talking AEW Dynamite. The brand here. My man, Big Vito T, just like I just what mentioned. Up? Uh, how's it going down? How's it going, going down? down? Awesome. Tony Khan making me happy as always. Pretty damn good Put episode of this show. The best I think I've seen in a while. Yep. I think we can just say that right off the bat. Yes. Um, without going into too much detail, but yeah, it's definitely, no. I think, the best that there's been in weeks. Some major things pushed forward. We have a pretty clear, or at least a clearer picture of where we're going uh, into this um, full gear pay-per-view, which, gosh, is sneaking up on us only really a couple weeks away, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, still kind of curious about full gear. Only one one match has been announced for Full Gear, correct? Just the main event? Well, the main event officially, but I can kind of see a few things starting. Yeah, there's a couple of things rumbling, but but the way Tony Khan works, it, he takes care of big matches throughout the throughout the month. He ain't afraid to put big title matches on a, on a Wednesday or or on a live Friday either. So unless I missed uh, the announcements or something which is very possible I am pretty sure that uh, I'm pretty sure of a couple different things yeah we'll talk about that throughout the show I suppose absolutely Um, the show opens up with big tag team match the Ocho Chris Jericho Daniel Garcia against Slayer Yes, the Dragon Slayer against Wheeler Yuta, Claudio of the BCC. What a way to kick off the show! You know what I mean? Pretty. How pretty over damn. is Yuta? He got some. He got really? some chance. Yeah, he got. He got, a, he got an intro pop like crazy. Right. This where were they at? <laughs> they were in. Um, Louisville? Uh, no. Uh, They're in Virginia. Virginia. They're in Virginia somewhere. <laughs> Norfolk. They're Nor- in Norfolk. Norfolk. I remember that because that's where DX uh, did the invasion thing. Oh, was, were they in the scope or were they in the other uh, uh, the other building, the, the exactly one that WCW but, was in? But I remember if it was, I do remember it was Norfolk, though. That's oh, okay. why. That's what brought me. All like, right. Uh, flashbacks back to the to the invasion. Okay. But uh, the Jass, the Jass came down with him without Sammy and the girls. No Sammy and the girls. Yeah, that was kind of weird. But they did have Menard in there, uh, you know, yeah. and Parker. Yeah. And- purple bucket head <laughs> yep 
for some reason. Hager loves his hat. He loves that hat. He loves the damn hat, man. But uh, gave it up. You know, a lot of good action. I didn't take really detailed notes. Okay, so I've been talking about it, and I haven't put in a great detail in it because I never wrote it down. But tonight, I wrote it down. Okay, okay? let's hear it. William Regal says, man the mask, you cream, cream brulee, I want to crack you, boy, and let you melt in me. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. This is and a thing, though. And that's I the have... thing. Every... Every week, he just you know we watch this sh- harasses right Excalibur, yes. And because you know sometimes I'm in and out on the commentary, I don't really hear this. This is like a, it's like a viral like internet thing, like these videos, like these compilations of his uh, sexual innuendos towards uh, Excalibur. Oh, they co- they've collected them together. There are videos out there, yes. Oh wow! Right. Yeah, that's it. Gets me every time. This time I wrote it down. So there's been a lot. Like I mean, the the yes, video every I watched time. was at least like ten different. You know, and this was like uh, not just on dynamite, but I'm pretty sure some of them were from like dark, and you know, I'm sure some yeah, of them are on rampage, which I don't out. watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. You don't watch Rampage? You know, not like not like we watch Dynamite. I should I shouldn't say like I don't watch it. It's I, I can't habitually oh, watch it. Breaking news here, folks. Breaking news, the brand does not habitually watch Rampage. You know, I I tr- I definitely make the attempt to. It's kind of a nice 3-hour <laughs> block on Fridays, you know, cuz you have at least on my cable system, you get the SmackDown from 8 to 10, and then you get Rampage from 10 to 11. So, stuff happens. A lot of the time, yeah. I just, I'm just not home or just, you know, too busy or whatever to watch wrestling on a Friday night. I might yeah. catch part of it. I might catch a little of it. Sometimes I'll put on SmackDown, and, like, by the time SmackDown's over, like, I'm pretty much done. You know, so like I'll put on <laughs> Rampage, but like I'll save SmackDown till the next day and watch Rampage. Yeah, I'm that's AEW true. Strong. That's true. We have the, uh, you know, we have DVRs and on demand. You got the TiVo brand and all that you stuff right TiVo? now. You I got do, the wrestling on the TiVo. I do have the TiVo. I have so many <laughs> options, dude. Oh shit! I, I TiVo everything. So yeah, you TiVo. But uh, actually, interestingly enough, I don't have Rampage as a series, so maybe I should do that. Yeah, I would. I would get that hooked up. <laughs> but then you uh, have Hulu next day on demand the next day, so it, you know, just whatever. A whole other thing. I have a question to pose at you. Absolutely, my man. Throw the, it at me. The, the BCC they have this thing where they they uh, get their opponent down in the middle of the ring. There's two of them in the ring. They trap the arm and they do that elbow thing down, right? You know, they they do the elbow or they do the stomp or they do something. Right. right? All three of them. All, there's four of them now. Four of them. But tonight, Claudio and uh, Yuta did it with the elbows. Okay. 
Now, I like it one-on-one. I think it's kind of cool. It looks vicious, you know? To do, like, the series. Uh, Yeah, but when it's two, when it's both of them in the ring and they're setting it up and they're waiting and they're looking at each other, I just think that's, uh, I don't know. It was cool at first because they were doing it extreme, but now it's, like, it's stale for me. What do you think about that? You know, there's spots or there's spots, and they're trying to, I guess, you know, since they do it regularly, um, they would be basically, you know, they're trying to make it one of their, one of their deals. Yeah. You know, so like one of their, their trademark spots as like a member of the group or as a group. So I don't yeah, really have a problem with it, it up. necessarily, but. No, I can see what you're saying, though. I get it completely. Other than that, I love it. Yuta's intense off a hot tag tonight. It was amazing. Yuta's getting better and better. How good of a a move is uh, the Code Breaker, man? You know what I mean? Code Breaker? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He hit like a ferocious one with... uh, I think Claudio was coming off the rope or something. That's the other thing. It all it all depends on who takes it too. Right. Because some people will won't take it very nicely. How creative they decide to do, you know what I mean, with the spot as well. It's just like the RKO. You know, you think of some cool oh, way yeah. to present it. Uh, that's that's really. You know, or the diamond cutter, you know, there's a long tradition, you know, the whole thought of you can hit it from anywhere. Um, uh, the, the, there was a spot in this match I want to bring out. There's only, the double only swing, one down here. The double swing spot? No, I like that, that he's been doing that. Yeah. But, no, the I, call, I wrote it down, the Jass Wrecking Train is what I wrote down here. It's where he Which went on the outside, this? did the, the Braun Strowman thing, but he oh. did it like uh, to the whole team, you know, and he did all the different moves, you know. <laughs> but then he got in the ring, or he got up on the top rope, and I thought he was going to do like this huge spinning, like corkscrew uppercut or something. I was like, oh, yes, this is cool. All the lead up, all the way around the ring. Here we go. He's going to nail Jericho. He jumped down in front of him, all like weird and awkward, like, and then hit him with like an uppercut. Oh yeah! And then, and then like he stumbled or something, and he grabbed him and hit him with the neutralizer. And it's like, what? Did you catch that? I did. Do you but think there I... was something wrong with that? What happened there? Ah, just you know, a little clunkiness, probably. Yeah. There was something weird about it. Um, little bit of little bit of clunkiness, but that's the thing. Uh, after, after, wait. So was that the neutralizer that he hit to win the match? Yeah. Is that what you okay? Yeah. Also, I'm not sure, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But is that the first time he got a win with the neutralizer in AEW? I'm pretty sure he's hit it before. He's because had he's been to have. winning, he's been winning with the Ricola bomb. Right. Okay. And then uh, also the sharpshooter. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. 
he did the whole yeah let me show you show you kids how to put on a sharpshooter yeah deal took everyone to school on it yeah um, and it was amazing he's the only one in aw can do it besides sting <laughs> right um oh and ftr i guess they're pretty good at i think i think harwood even botched it once when he tried to do it or was that punk 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 screwed up the sharpshooter oh real quick cut in here i had this as an end of the show question but i'll go ahead and pose it now okay cm punk rumors he's getting his contract bought out and that he's done apparently have you seen this uh, i have not i've seen different things i've heard that that uh there's WWE rumors. There's yeah. retired rumors. There's a bunch of things. So we, uh, it's funny because like the the things uh, the internet came up. The internet came to town, and it, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, the the first thing uh, that went around a couple weeks ago was all this stuff about how. He had an office position, and now it's weird that, like, the next week, like, the rumors of that died down, so now we have all this talk about a buyout and all this. And I really didn't buy any of it until I saw Uncle Dave on a YouTube short talking about it. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, that's interesting. You know? Now he was talking about the buyout. Yeah, he was basically. It was you know. I can was, see the buyout happening. It was he's only injured. like a, he's yeah. been injured like three times. It was only like a he's sixty old. second clip, but he was just basically reiterating how sad the whole situation was that it that it ended the way it did. It's basically what he was saying, which is like pretty much everyone's sentiment. Like if it is true, it's just like man, what a. You know, he had a great year, but it really ended badly. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I don't know. yeah. It was uh, there was some high points, but there was definitely a low point there. So we'll get to it. We'll it talk ugly. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second here. But uh, Jericho takes a clean fall after the neutralizer, like we were talking about. Uh, so Claudio and Yuta win. Now Danielson, uh, they show backstage, says he's pissed off. <laughs> he's going to take it out on Sammy tonight in their match. Because he said Wheeler talked back to me. Ooh, okay. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? And then Wheeler comes up, I'm a grown man, daddy. Don't spank me. Don't, and then the best don't. thing I've heard Daniel Bryan's, Brian Danielson say, Happy birthday, Wheeler. <laughs> and then walk away. Don't like, treat me like little birdie. <laughs> Happy um, birthday, Wheeler. Oh, shoot. That tag team match went 11-42. 11-42, okay. Yeah. Keep my times on. <laughs> well, yeah. So, like you said, Yuda and Claudio come in. Uh, they run into him in the back. Uh, Yuda and Brian kind of almost get into it, but Claudio, of course, is the cooler head that prevails. So, uh, 
yeah, so we're teasing more of that stuff, apparently. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen there. You know, maybe I don't know just... what they're doing with the BCC. You really can't be a group in AEW, I guess, and not have some kind of tension. People, That's true. people are trying to work together, but then, uh, but then shit, you know, stuff happens. Um, okay, so what I really want to get to is this. Uh, this is when I sent you that message. Okay. So what the hell? Okay. What the hell is okay. this? We get a vignette. Can we just, just keep saying okay over and over again? Okay. 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 All right. So, AEW is officially in the Marvel Universe. Um, this is... <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so, tonight we officially saw what happened when Thanos snapped. Uh, <laughs> it deleted um, the Elite... And the logo for AEW, apparently. So, that's a thing. Hmm. Well, that's what you got. Any other explanation? (laughs) Bro, I don't know. It was a spooky vignette where it was a whole bunch of, you know, it was, it was like the, it was like sound bits from, from the guys, right? Yeah, it showed the that past. image that I was telling you about before, how they have their cell phones out. Right, right, right. They all said double or nothing. Hangman said AEW. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I liked that they showed that, but then it all disappeared. Right. I was like, when that disappeared, I was like, wait, what's going on? And then they kept showing them disappear. Dude, my mouth dropped. I was like, it's like I wasn't watching wrestling anymore. I turned into a complete fucking mark. I turned to like a nine-year-old kid. I was like, what are they doing deleting my boys? Right. They're deleting them. Haven't you done enough? Yeah. Well. Yeah. I transformed when that started going. Obviously, since they're on the show, they're not being deleted. Unlike Mr. Phil Brooks, who apparently He was mentioned last week during the... um, uh, during the Ring of Honor champion mentions, but it was just a video in passing. He was like shown or whatever. Oh, okay. So it was he was mentioned along with everybody else. It was just something they proactively chose not yeah. to edit out. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, they were just yeah. They're like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. They're uh, not. He. They didn't do like they did tonight with the poor elite boys. So, but in all seriousness, though, what uh, what do you think we can expect from this veto? Well, I think we can expect the next time the trio's titles are on the line, lights are going out, and my boys are gonna uh, reappear. Okay, that's my uh, that's my thought. That's fair enough. I can dig that. Um, tree, yeah, back in, yeah, okay. So just throw them back into the trios mix. And whether yeah. they talk or not, you know, whether they ever mention stuff, probably not. Maybe a little thing in passing, but 
you know, they just kind of come back and they just kind of do their thing, I guess. <laughs> Makes sense to me. I don't really have any kind of a hot take on it, you know. I mean, I I really don't have any any sort of ideas. I was hoping you would have insight, but that seems simple enough to me. Yeah. It sounds like a good idea to me. Uh okay, so then we get uh Sammy backstage promo. Uh now the whole group is together, including Jericho and uh, Garcia, who just got beat up. But Sammy pretty much just hypes up the match with Danielson. Just another another thing to do there. Yeah. And this is when Jericho goes crazy, right? Did he go a little crazy? It was hard for me to hear. Is this, to oh, that's when they, they had the audio problems. Yeah. Did they have audio uh, problems? Yeah, they had audio problems. Okay, so it wasn't that. just um, me. No, they had audio problems. I remember that now. A lot was uh, going on in my house during the show tonight. So there's going to be a lot of stuff promo-wise that I'm I like, believe, oh, they said that? <laughs> you know I, be- I believe this is when, let me check my notes. Yes, I believe this is when um, he opened challenge to any former... Uh, Ring of Honor champion for oh, okay, yes, I think next week. I did see where they were doing that. So, who's that going to be? Um, I'm doing some looking right now to see who's looking through the lineage. In, I'm looking to see who's injured and who's not injured. Okay. Um, I have a couple thoughts in my head, but I don't know. I don't know who's injured. Um, so you think it's someone currently signed or someone they're going to bring back? So you obviously it's someone currently signed, you're thinking. I think it's someone currently signed just to return. Okay. Because I'm looking at this list, and uh, a lot of these guys either work for WWE or they're doing like some major storyline in Impact. Or, um, or they just, or they've already done recent stuff for the ROH title. Okay, so no one that there it'd really be a surprise. I mean, homicide. Low key, dude. I get that first champ in there. Bring in low homicide key. Homicide would be a good one, I think. Homicide. I yeah. don't know what he's doing these days. Let me look him up real quick. Um. Yeah, so that's uh, that's the one thing that uh, has really got me curious is watch it CM Punk. Who? Uh, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> I was like, uh, it's this, it's the winter of Punk. We're gonna repeat, repeat time. Oh, hold on a second. How come I don't remember this? On September 24, 2021, Homicide made his AEW debut Rampage Grand Slam coming to the rescue of Mox and Kingston during their lights-out match against Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer. I somewhat remember that. Makes sense to me. You know, it's one of those, like, one-off... One-off deals, you know, and... 
just you know wasn't enough wasn't a, a big enough impression or a pop to to get tony to actually last in the year paper. he was in a faction with brody king it's homicide okay I'm calling it right now Vito's calling homicide okay That's a good bet. I'm going to say something weird, and they get someone on loan from Impact or whatever, you know, I don't know, like Eddie Edwards or something. Hasn't he been the champ? Yeah, Eddie Edwards and Davey Richardson yeah. has been champ. Either or. I'm going to say one of those dudes. Oh, both of them. Right, there you go. Triple threat match. Triple threat. <laughs> Jericho and the Wolves. Did Seidel ever win the title? He's uh, around, I'm right? not seeing Seidel. Let me go a little higher here. I don't see Seidel. Yeah, I don't think he ever won the world title. I think he maybe won the TV belt. And oh. That, and that was like post, uh, post okay. Evan Bourne. If it's not Homicide. Okay. Maybe he pulls some shady crap and somehow Jerry Lynn does it. Okay. Because of the whole stick that went down a while back with Jerry Lynn. All right. They could have a nice, simple little match. Yeah. Jerry Lynn doesn't have to go full throttle, but, you know, they could do something. Why not? Yep. That's my call. Okay. Jerry Lynn or... Jerry Lynn or Homicide. Okay. Well, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Vito, we got uh, big Vito T, my man. <laughs> back to the show. Back on track. Got to steer the boat here. If you're uh, still with us, we're on to a tag team match. Swerve in our glory, FTR. Number one contenders match. Two tag, tag team titles. matches in a row. You know what? I love it. I love tag team matches. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not like, uh, what's his name? And I have a weird bias on tag team matches. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, number one contenders match. So we get acclaimed out to watch, you know, back to back FTR and acclaims pop. Ooh, it's hard to tell who is louder, but damn, they are both over. The chair teams. scissor. Yeah, the scissor chair. That was that was cool. Uh, um, they love they love scissor me daddy. Yeah, that's a cool chant, you know. Yeah, scissor me daddy's a good chant. The the scissoring is uh, is over, and I imagine they won the trademark on Rampage last week. Obviously, yes. yeah. So we're done with that. Yeah, uh, took care of that. Now, there was FTR cosplayers in the front row, and then I realized it was the gun club. So I couldn't really yeah. hear uh, what what the announcers were saying during the, this part. But uh, I, I was like, oh, that's, that I'm like, oh, that's the freaking guns. Which, I got an opinion on that I'll talk about in well, a couple minutes. Well, they end up playing a big role in this match. And we'll get to that in a second. First, I want to ask you, and I mean this with all due respect, as a man with weight 
on myself as well, but how much weight you think Keith Lee has gained since he left WWE? It's got to be like 75 pounds. What do you really? think? You think he's gained a lot of weight? He looks he huge. Does, he does look huge, actually. Yeah, his stomach seems to have gotten bigger. But it really does not matter because he just flipped over FTR. Not flipped. Hurdled. He could still move just fine. It's amazing. The guy's an athletic freak. He's he's basically at the weight. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I think he looks bigger than he did back in, like, the ROH days and stuff. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. But when he cleared FTR, I was like, dude, that was impressive. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely not affecting him at all. But it's just it's amazing how uh, just the difference, you know, from having to do that, like, WWE grind and having all that, like, pressure, you know, to look perfect or whatever. So... It's at this time I want to take a mention that's not about this match, but it was shown on TV. They disappeared there for a second. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I know I keep losing part of my shoulder. <laughs> it's all uh, good. It's our graphics system, people, if you didn't know. If you're just listening to it, our graphics are great. We're freaking I mean, out, man. The production yeah. values uh, have went up, through It's the gone roof. up this week. Uh, so, when I, oh, yeah. Um, on the lower ticker, they were showing results for uh, Dark and Elevation. It said on there, The Firm's Matt Hardy. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, interesting. yeah, he lost that match. Yeah, he lost the match. So mm-hmm. now his name is now The Firm's Matt Hardy. The Firm's Matt Hardy, huh? The Firm's Matt Hardy, yep. Interesting. Yep, so that's a thing now. Okay. I wonder if it, I wonder if it's the firm's private party. <laughs> Cuz that's a cool name <laughs> for a group. The firm's private party. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's their name. Sounds like some some stuff could go down in a situation yeah, like that. Exactly. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Back to Swerve. Well, you know, I I asked that, you know, thing about the weight because the one of the parts that stuck out to me in this match is where they do that superplex spot. Yeah. And it took that's... forever to set it up. And you know I hate that. Yeah, I know. You know I hate that shit. Dax was on the outside that's like watching and like like hitting him every once in a while just to make sure that <laughs> right. you know we the position we're here you know hey we're still in charge buddy we're selling this here yeah yeah we're gonna make sure Uh, that this happens before that happened i want to take see what your thoughts on this or if you noticed it swerve (laughs) took a beating he took a beating and he took it for a long time they beat him up for a long time and then when he was done like he was supposed to get a hot tag, right? You get beat up, you get a hot tag. Well, like, instead of doing a jump thing, it was just kind of like, I don't know. It was just not a good tag. And then Keith Lee just kind of like slowly got in. I don't know. I put on here, killed the hot tag because it should have been a huge moment from him getting beat up that much. 
to nothing. Well, it was just kind of <laughs> half for me. Damn it, man. I don't know why. It's like I don't cough all day, and now here. <laughs> Maybe you take too much medicine, Bran. I don't know if I got like dust in here. I don't know what's going on. Lay off the medicine. <laughs> Never. <laughs> um, it's interesting that you mentioned the hot tag thing because if they're working heel, you know, that's that seems counterproductive to me. You know what I mean? FTR should be the only ones making a hot tag in this match. So, you know, psychology-wise, it's already like, you know, that that's part of the thing that's suffering. You know, it's not like I couldn't tell whether it, like, affected the match or anything. Like, it still seemed totally fine. Well, I mean, you know the point where both guys... But they're doing oh, a half-and-half like, half thing anyway, but, yeah. You know the point where both guys are going for the tag, and they both reach out and do it? It's oh, like okay, okay. try to do that type of movement. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just didn't seem like a, a very good tag to me. Maybe not necessarily they needed a hot tag, per se, Was it like but it just the, wasn't a good tag. It was oh, It was when he tagged him in. It was when uh, Keith Lee looked at it him, was, like, sideways. It was... Afterwards. Right before the 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 big suplex on off the rope. Okay. It was right before that. I think so, I know the tag that you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, how many tags could there have been in the damn match? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the one right before the big scary suplex, because that's what I wrote down here. Big scary suplex. Now the gun club ends up holding uh Cash Wheeler so he can't make the save. And Keith Lee ends up getting the win here uh, for Swerve in our glory. So they're the number one contenders. Also, uh, it was in this match we heard Yambag City. Oh, okay. The Taz catchphrase of the day. The insipid yep. Taz commentary. Yep. As and the match on Uh Claim makes a save. I think we have an eight-man tag incoming. And speaking okay, of... Okay, this is where I'm going to call something else. Okay. We have a Ring of Honor pay-per-view coming up, right? Oh, is this before uh, the AEW show? Was um, this before or after full gear? Hold on a second. Because that'll tell us a lot. Um... Let's see here. Final battle is December 10th. Okay, so that'll be after the full gear show. Yes. Okay, so So my prediction is not waiting. My prediction is not waiting till December 10th. Okay. I got the guns versus FTR for the ROH titles at full gear. Okay. I don't think they're waiting until December 10th. So that's the idea here with them getting involved. It's more of a thing with them and FTR and not yeah. necessarily like they were wanting to help Swerve Glory. No. Because no. now Swerve and our Glory is going to get a, a rematch 
a third match, a rubber match per se, as you as you were against. So does this? But this, this is it. This is where this is where Swerve turns on him. Okay. So, oh, here's my other match for Full Gear. Oh, I'm booking it, Brand. See, I'm booking it. I told you Keith way Lee. more matches, bro. Keith Lee versus Swerve at Full Gear. Ooh, okay. So they do that tag title match, and then they do that match at the pay per view. I really hope they don't do that tag title match at Full Gear. That would piss me off. Okay, well, if not that, then what? They should do it like uh, I don't know, two weeks before Full Gear. What's today? When's Full Gear? Well, no, I mean, so we're so we're booking that acclaimed goes acclaimed over because wins. they do the turn. So yeah. who does so who does a claim uh, go against at the at the show? Any ideas there? Um, one second here. Give me one second. I think. And do you have anybody in mind right now? I don't really have uh, right off the top of my head. Trying to think of other teams. <clears throat> If we're not thinking about box or death triangle, um, I don't know, man. Heel teams, too. I mean, you know, I guess you could stick the friends in there, but you know, um, probably don't want to do that. Oh, um, these are really old rankings. Yeah, they've kind of thrown the rankings by the wayside. Yeah. Apparently. Interesting. Uh, the last rankings on AEW are the uh, the end of August. Huh. Okay. Um. I don't know then. Uh, I really thought their their rankings would be more caught up. I'll know, have to get back to you on that. You could do Lucha Bros. <laughs> we don't have we don't have Jungle and Lucha anymore. Um, man, I don't know. I don't know who else you really, I mean, I guess you could have them face maybe, uh, Jazz, maybe Parker Menard. Would what be, have you done for me lately? Would be a place to go. I don't know. There's no other teams really set up right now for that spot. Wheeler and Claudio. Boom. I guess. Wheeler and Claudio. I guess, but then you have a face versus face thing, but, you know, oh, well, we know they don't care about that stuff. Wheeler and Claudio don't always play face. That's they're, also uh, true. They're mids. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to go there. Well, move, move, move. we'll see how that all turns out. That's still, I think we still have some development there. Too early to call. Uh, but we're getting that next. We get the MJF promo. Uh, oh, we had a weird, awkward thing in the back with Renee, Soraya, and Britt. Oh, I missed this completely. Yeah, I it didn't was even see really this. awkward. Okay, what happened? So it's like Renee and Soraya are in back, and Renee's like, Oh, I'm happy to be here with you. We're best friends. I think she said something like, I'm blondie to your something because <laughs> they're homies or whatever okay and uh 
Britt comes up and she's like, oh, happy to be here with you guys. And it's all awkward, backwards, forth. And Renee's like, shut up, both of you. This oh, is yeah. not what we're supposed to be doing or something like that. And I'm like, uh, okay. Or no, she says, uh, we we have to do this properly or something. And I was like, properly? So they're okay. going to have the sit-down interview. Yeah. So that's, that was the they prelude that to later that. In the night. Yeah. Okay. That's why we're going to have a sit down. So then Renee's back, baby. This is the third time tonight. I completely missed that somehow. But yes, yep. we get Renee out with MJF. And before we cover the promo, I just got to mention the MJF greater than Moses sign that, that, that the guy in the crowd had. I was, I, I literally laughed out loud. That's the greatest. Me too. Great I was like, great, great <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh that guy was definitely a devil worshipper. Right? He comes out and does that that shtick, but bro, we get like is this literally like the soft like this is like a soft face turn. Like what is going on? This promo yeah. was weird. It was weird. Spot on uh, impression of Mox, though. Yeah, no, that was great. It was good. But yeah. to me, it was just weird because it's like, okay, we're officially... Hey, uh, Bran. What? Uh, with all due respect, that hat makes you look fat. <laughs> <laughs> With all due respect, of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> With all due respect. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, he did like some stuff, you know, that you would, you know, but it was very <laughs> like, like, I don't know, man. He's really trying to turn face. He's really, really trying. It's <laughs> weird. It's and... I know. We have to accept it. We have to. It's weird. It's he's trying. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Every time I see him, it's like we all still love him. Okay, he's getting big chance. We think his promos are great. We see what he's trying to do. We're right. We're kind of buying it. Are you buying it? <laughs> A little. <laughs> see, that's the thing. I don't. I don't. I don't buy it. I love it. You know, I think he's he's doing fine with it, you know, because yeah. it's like it's, you know, because there's so much talent there, uh, especially when talking that, you know, it just it basically shines through no matter what. But it's not how I would have done it. You know what I mean? Like. He's got to keep resisting this like love. From the crowd. You know, don't make it, don't, don't change him to make him a baby face. You know, make the people come to you. Don't come to the people. Austin yeah. didn't change anything he did, you know, to get, he was just him. So I think that's the mindset that they need to have is just, just let MJF be MJF. We love him for who he is. We don't need yeah. him to pander to us and, and all this stuff, which I'll 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 unveil my more thoughts on this later. Um, obviously, not to preempt anything, 
But yeah, he gets cut off by uh, he gets cut off by Stokely. You know, he says a lot of stuff here. Says he won't wrestle completely clean. You know, because he's still MJF and what you know. So that's why it's like you know, he's not too, you know. But it was like a hybrid. Yeah, hybrid kind of promo. Uh, but he gets cut off by Stokely. He warns Stoke, uh, you know, not for the firm to to touch Moxley or uh, basically says that he's fired if that happens. Stoke just smiles and walks away. And that's, it was that's weird the for segment. Me. Yeah. It was weird. The whole Stokely thing was weird for me. I don't. I didn't like it at all. I don't like Stokely... I didn't like the Stokely thing starting last week. Um, well, it's all good. it all made sense in the end, I think, and you know it's very accelerated. But it looks like yeah, very accelerated. This is where I we're think going. That's why, right? Yeah, I think that's why it's it should have been a slower, yes, slower deal. But, no, I could see that totally. But uh. Clarence Mason was getting kind of weird Clarence about Mason it. Clarence Mason Jr. <laughs> so, uh, so the thing that that got me that um, that got MJF a little more over for me was the catchphrase. Okay. I think uh, I think when you're when you're going face and you're turning face, it's all about like fan participation. You can get fans to cheer for you. Right. And but if you can like um if you can be uh someone who the fans go with and still have like he's I'm still MJS so I'm not always gonna be clean that type right. of thing. Mm-hmm. But he hit that catchphrase, say my catchphrase in three, two, one or whatever, like you know. Right. So I don't know. I think it's. I think he's trying. <laughs> That's all I can say. He's trying. It's an interesting. It's an interesting experiment, and you know, maybe it's just like. Maybe that is the way it kind of has to be. You know, you got to change things up a little bit. He's been doing this, this character, you know, all together for a while now. You know, even pre AEW, right? So. He's been doing the MJF thing since he was born. Right. So, you know, maybe a, a new take on it. We'll see, though. I, I have some theories here. Um, let's burn through a couple of these next things here, Vito. We got Kingdom vignette uh, turns into a War Joe vignette. Basically, this was to build up Wardlow versus Taven for the TNT title, I guess, on good. Rampage. Yeah. Should be good. I like Matt Taven. Taven's solid. Yep. Uh, we get Danielson versus Sammy. This is the first hour main event. You know, that bleeds into the second hour. What did you think of this match, Vito, as a whole? I can tell you a steel tongue keeps a wise head. <laughs> I learned that. <laughs> I learned that at the very What does that world. even mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't keep your playbook close to your chest. I don't know. Oh this match was uh this is an interesting match. Right. I, uh, 
I don't know if these two just don't mesh. It was their first time wrestling each other. It was interesting. I, I don't know if I loved it. Did you love it? I thought it was good. I didn't think it was bad, but you know, it had uh it had a weird structure, is what I noticed. Yeah. It started with uh like a an extended, you know, Sammy heel heat at the beginning. And it was the the turn into into Danielson's momentum and his like shine, if you will. That actually happened second. So, like, they reversed the order. You know, usually the baby face starts hot, and then he gets caught with something, and then the heel takes over. Well, they did this. You know, Sammy started it out. The heel started out hot. And uh, and then eventually Brian took over, and then Sammy took back over when they went into the the picture-in-picture heel heat time. The pip. Uh, think about Danielson headbutting Sammy's forearms. You catch that? That's the innovative offense, bro. That's <laughs> crazy. Dan- um, Danielson is always innovating. Can yeah. you imagine? Can you imagine the first guy who said, "Hey, you want to give me a Spanish fly off the top rope?" Or the right. guy who said. Are you serious? You actually want to give me a Spanish fly off the top rope? Right. I want to be there on that bro, conversation. Bro, I'm glad that you brought that spot up because this is what I mentioned, what we we're talking about earlier with the Keith Lee thing. This was the antithesis of that. Beautiful work. Danielson mm-hmm. was already in position. He was yep. ready to go. Sammy ran up there. Did got Popped. him real quick. Bang, bang, boom. You had no time to even blink. That's yep. how those spots should be done, man. Yeah. And it was beautiful, too. Yeah, absolutely. Loved it. A lot better than the shitty poison Rana Brian Danielson <laughs> did later in the match. We'll forgive him. Forgive poison him Rana bit. is my one of my top five favorite moves. I'm not forgiving him. Maybe he shouldn't be doing it. Maybe we'll yeah. leave that to the younger guys and the and the actual lucha guys. Brian you know Danielson I mean? is a ruthless bastard, <laughs> right. and I think he'll be the first one to leave the BCC because he's going to be a major heel, and I think he's going to be too heel for that group. Ooh, good take. That, that's possibly, yeah, we, we kind of talked about this earlier, but that's possibly where this is leading. So I, I like that idea. I like that way of thinking. Um, yeah, but Danielson ends up winning this uh, with a, he does a triangle choke into some elbow <laughs> strikes. Ruthless. Then Sammy goes limp and they stop the match. 1444. 1444. So damn, that went a long time. All these matches went a long time. Did not did not notice it because they, they took the break right in the right in the perfect spot yeah. in the match, I think. But um, hey, this, this next segment uh I had uh, some issues with. Okay. It's Renee with uh Fenix and Alex Abrahantes, which I love 
because I love Alex Abrahantis. Um, and they're talking about, uh, you know, the main event where it's going to be Pac and Penta. Okay. All right. So then Fenix is like, maybe oh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. be a double champion. Maybe, maybe I'll go for the All Atlantic champion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hold on a second. I don't even see Pac standing there. And you're just going to go after his title that he don't have anymore, but hey, and then I you, mean, it was his. Right. I was thinking, oh, you yeah. forgot Pac lost it to OC. Yeah. No. Uh, no, but I was thinking, I was like, you, he didn't say anything about like, you know, my friend lost it, so I'm going to go get it back for Death Triangle. You know what I mean? He just said, I'm going to go get that title. Right. It's like, huh, all right. But of course, the dinosaur. Christian and Luchasaurus. They throw their name in the hat. Then we get OC. The best promo ever. (laughs) Dude. You guys talking about this. Uh, MJF and John Moxley don't got nothing on this guy, dude. (laughs) (laughs) He strolls up. Hey. You you guys talking about me? <laughs> you guys talking about this? <laughs> you want this? It's All beautiful. Right. Ne- next week then. Cool. <laughs> right. It's like what the? It's beautiful. You're a genius. He's so genius. It's the antithesis. There's that word again. Of there every of every wrestling promo you've ever seen. Orange Cassidy is brilliant. Awesome stuff. You guys talking about me? So we're going to get a triple threat with them. And I guess that's next uh, week. Next Dynamite, right? Yep. Not a Rampage, but say. next Dynamite. I like these live Rampages they keep saying. Um, I was trying to think of what would be some good uh, names for Christian and Luchasaurus's team. Oh, yeah? And I came, I came up with the most brilliant name. Hit me. Christosaurus. Christosaurus. <laughs> want that nice. T-shirt. I'm nice. I love it. Next, we get Jamie Hader versus Riho. Riho. I'm uh, a Riho fan. Dude, I was after this match. You know, Hader worked a nice old school heel type of match. Uh, and Rio is just so damn believable and so, um, gosh, you just feel for her, like watching her bump. You know what I mean? It's like someone beating up a kid. Yeah. She's tiny. You know what I mean? And she just bumps so hard. And every time she just, she hits something, you're just like, Oh my God, I think she's dead. And I think that's a good thing. So, uh, Someone has got to come in here and say a little something here. Ref Stevens has got to make an appearance here. All right. Rick Knox. <laughs> Rick Knox dropped the ball tonight. This is the guy. He always drops the ball. He blatantly saw Britt Baker grab Riho, and all he did was, like, wave his arms and say, like, no. But then, like, look away, and I'm like, dude, throw her ass out. 
Jeez. Like, get out of... She grabbed her. Like, yeah. she physically put her hands on one of the competitors, throw her out. Well, yeah. this guy is cla- like, classic for that type of stuff, though. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I'm putting ref, ref Stevens away now. That's what he does. That's what he does with the damn thing. But, yeah, no, yeah. he's just so damn believable, and I really enjoyed this match. Um, the finish was crazy. Take us through the finish. Do you have like a breakdown of it? All I know is that <laughs> she hit her with. Uh, it took a couple of uh, um, reversals, but she finally hit her with the ripcord uh, lariat, and it folded Riho in half. Folded her in half. And it's just like, you know, her leg was all pinned underneath her, and it's just like her little body was all mangled looking. Right, right, right. It was awful. Yeah, it was awful. Well, this sets and up uh, Hater Tony it, Storm. That went 10.53. 10.53, okay. Yeah. Okay, question for you. Didn't we already have that? I don't we think do... we did. Hater Jamie Storm. Did we? Or Tony Storm? Or was that a qualifying match? I thought they had a match. I mean, maybe months back. But I don't think since the title, since she's had the title, they did. They have. Oh, we had... I oh, know she went against Shido last week. All right, fine. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. So, is this going to happen yeah. at the pay per view or not? Or did they already announce it for something um, else? Because I think it's a pay per view match. I am gonna. I think that's a pay per view match. You do that match, and then you can do the. You know, you can announce the Soraya. Um. Soraya Britt Baker is gonna be at at at, uh, at full gear. Full gear, yeah. Well, there you go. So there's, that's a that's a shoe in. There's your two your two women's matches right there. <laughs> well, Jade Jade and Nyla Rose. Is oh gonna yeah, you're gonna have that. We'll bump that to the pre-show. We don't need to see yeah. that on the no on the main show. Either way. Um, so yeah, then we get uh let's see weirdness. <laughs> Excuse me, a couple things I missed. Eddie Actually, Kingston Renee was next. The Kingston promo, yes. What did Kingston say? I didn't hear a word of this. Um everyone or well, Renee asked him why people worried about him. He said for no reason he's fine, he's smiling. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about my two good friends in the main event. Renee's like, okay, well, let's talk about that. What do you think? He's like, oh, love Penta. Mox is going to win. Da, da, da. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Weird. He's like, look at me. He's like, I'm smiling. Everything's going to be okay. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on with Eddie Kingston. Hmm. I don't know. It's really weird. So he basically, they had a promo where he said and did nothing. 
Yes. That's basically what you're telling me. <laughs> yep. All right. And it was just, uh, just made me question, I mean, what are you doing with the Mad King? He's one of their most over guys, you know what I mean? He could be doing so much more, but, I mean, like, there's not enough time on the show. You know what I mean? They need, anyway. So I guess they're turning this whole thing, they're turning his whole thing into a storyline where he's just like a wacko. Yeah. And just punches people backstage because they call him fat. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Uh, That's the best I got. Now, Uh, this next thing I got, I did a little research for us. Okay, okay. They showed the Darby Allen video where he talks about why Sting's not there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the Darby video? This is another thing okay. I missed. So Darby is uh he's basically said that Sting is giving him space because he wants to you know be a Darby Darby Allen, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they show Darby jumping off a waterfall, a ninety-two foot waterfall. Wow. Did some research. You know where that waterfall was? It's called Abiqua Waterfall. And it's east of Salem, Oregon. Oh, wow. Ever been there? I have not. Have you? <laughs> to the waterfall? No, but I've been to other waterfalls oh. around it. Right. Um, There's tons of cool waterfalls in our beautiful state. Yes, there is. But uh, I looked it up and I watched the video. He said he was going to jump, but he decided he didn't want to. But then he lost it because he's pretty much slip, slip jumped. So, yeah. You we know, almost had a crippled Darby Allen. They just had, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just scary. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know you could actually legitimately do that. 92 feet. I think the most I've jumped is like 20 feet, maybe 25. And he's not even Samoan. No. <laughs> that's just, that's the thing that really amazes me about it. Yeah. Well, um, main event time. Anything else? Okay. Yeah. We get the main event. They did a, a rundown of, of stuff we're going to see soon, but we already talked about all that stuff. Um, Mox and Penta. Nice match. You know, I thought that uh, Mox worked uh, a lot. He worked a lot like uh, Dean Ambrose in this match. Do you kind of get that? Yeah. Uh, They also, uh, he definitely started, he wrestled a lot calmer in this match than he usually does. I liked Uh, it. He actually should, you know what I mean? It wasn't a whole bunch of BS. He didn't bleed in the first two minutes. Um, it's I wrote down here make, that I wanted to ask you the make what your thoughts proud. about the the death yeah <laughs> the death rider and par- paradigm shift and then you also got the walls and the lion tamer. What's your thoughts on having two moves that are slightly different from each other? Because those are the only two thoughts that I thought about. But um, I thought that's that's an interesting concept. But later on, you know, we actually see both of them. But anyway. Um, (laughs) and I noticed the other thing is they kept pointing out the stupid dog Congo go lay down sorry folks Uh, they kept pointing out the clothesline not mine 
think it might have got into the stash. Oh no. Uh, uh, <laughs> they kept pointing out the clothesline. Like he almost hit a clothesline. And they're like, oh, oh, watch out for the clothesline. And right. I'm like, uh, that's not very nice. <laughs> no. And then they're like, oh, like hangman's at home recuperating after they said that Pinta like dodged the clothesline. It's like, man. Mox, you're never allowed to give anyone a clothesline ever again. Oh, but when he finally hit Penta with it, it was the weakest looking <laughs> the weakest looking clothesline he's ever hit. Give him a little. Yeah. <laughs> Penta Penta did it all. Those little little love taps. But yeah, pretty dang good uh, main event here. Now, uh, but what the extracurricular stuff, obviously, a little bit more interesting. Uh, Mox gets the win, right? He uh, did. He, there was yeah. a pinfall. He right, hits okay. him with a paradigm shift and then a death rider. Oh, yeah, 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 that's okay. So, yeah, I just didn't have See, it that's written. That's what I'm talking about. I usually write down the finishes, but for some reason I didn't hear. That's what I'm talking about. He hits the regular double arm DDT, and then he picks him up, and he hits the the raising spike double arm DDT, which is the death rider. That's his That's his uh, New Japan finisher. Right. So it's, it's interesting that he has two he has two moves that are named two different things, but the only difference between the Paradigm Shift and the Death Rider is he lifts up the Death Rider right. and spikes it. And the Paradigm Shift, he just falls. But it's the same move. It's a double-arm DDT. Right. This is interesting, that concept. It, it was, wasn't that his WWE finisher, too? But it was the Dirty Deeds? That's his second one. The first Dirty Deeds, they just swept, swept it, it was underneath like a, the rug. It was a front DDT where he held him like with the like a like a bulldog almost, and he like fell forward into a DDT type. Oh, thing. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was Dirty Deeds, but then that got swept under, and he, it was a double arm. Uh, must have been they a just, weird bump to take. Yeah. Yeah, it looked cool. I remember it. Okay. So, yeah, Mox with the win, but the firm attack Moxley after the bell. Uh, they show the BCC locker room. It has a huge chain on it with a padlock, and there's well, there's a padlock. You want to get the bolt cutters? <laughs> he shakes it, and you get the bolt cutters. Right. Like, what did you think you were going to do to that chain? Acting, acting job of the year with those guys. Yeah. Uh, MJF comes out, has a little bit of a moral dilemma there at the top of the stage. Uh, he wants to go help Moxley, but then again, he doesn't. He walks off, uh, but then he comes charging out to make the make the huge save. And, you know, he doesn't attack the firm, but he just tells them to back off. He's yelling at Stoke, and then they all kick his ass. Yeah. And that's they how we all... go off the show. Morrissey puts him, choke slams him through a table. 
Oh, I did miss one thing about this Darby uh, thing here. Um, apparently, Jay Lethal said that he knows someone who knows Darby's weakness, Ooh. and he's bringing that person next week when Jay wrestles Darby on next week's Dynamite. <laughs> he's bringing someone from Darby's past who knows his weakness. Hmm. So who could that be? I don't. I have no idea. We're thinking indies, or we're talking about AEW past. I don't think there. I don't know any AEW past for Darby, but anyway, who knows? Yeah, he was never really paired up with anyone before Sting, right? So uh-uh. there's not really a huge connection there. Mm-mm. Hmm. Well, that's our dynamite show, Vito. What are you going to rate this thing, my man? I think uh, I'm going to give it a 3.5. A 3.5? Yep. Wow, you're really low on it. I, I'm giving it a 4. Really? Yeah, I think that was a 4-star show. Interesting. <laughs> um, Matches were good. The main event was solid. Hater and Rio, like I said, I mean, this is, you know, one of the better, uh, you know, women's matches I think there's been in a few weeks. Danielson and Sammy, I th- you, know, I, uh, and, you know, I thought that was better than you, you thought it was, but, you know, it was, it was pretty damn good. The opening tag match was good. The Swerve, Glory, FT. I mean, there was just there was a lot of good stuff, and you can there was this... a lot of good stuff. Just a couple of the promos were, uh, like the Eddie promo was weird for me. Um, the uh, the whole jazz thing, the open challenge, and all that was weird for me because Sammy spouted out some stuff. The Soraya Britt Renee thing came off really uncomfortable and weird. Oh yeah. Uh, but you know, you know, promo wise, maybe not the best, but all the matches were, were match wise. Yes. I don't feel like Sammy and Brian had very good chemistry. I am. I don't know. I just, uh, and Rick Knox really took it out of me for that hater Rio match. I like, I like the action in that Rick Knox really messed me up on that match. Rick Knox lost AEW a point five tonight. That isn't that his gimmick though? That he always messes everything up. No, it's not a gimmick. That's just what he does. No. He's supposed to be a great referee, but he's just not for some reason. There's a referee where it's like that's like low key his gimmick. That's him, right? I know it is. The one of them, one of them, that's like low key. Their gimmick is that they're always like oblivious to the most obvious, like interference, and then they make like you know he makes like mistakes all the time. I'm pretty sure this is the guy. I don't know. Oh, and the other thing that knocks it down to a three point five is them deleting my boys and making me confused about it. They so. so Solid 3.5. You're messing with my head, Tony Khan. I don't like it. Yeah. What did you rate this show if you watched it? Let us know in the comments or whatever if you're watching this on YouTube. Wherever you're watching it at or listening on Spotify. 
PW Planet, Pro Wrestling Planet Podcast. That's Big Vito T. I'm the brand. Scissor it out. Scissor. Oh, scissor me, baby. Oh, oh. man. Uh, no, I'm dis- oh, oh, I disappeared. Oh, no. I disappeared. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> and then it's time I disappear. Oh. Bring back the elite. Bye.